Welcome to episode number 139 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. This series we are currently in dealing with miracle gifts has been a real blessing to me and to those who have been tuning in because I've been hearing feedback that it's helping individuals to better understand God's plan for spiritual gifts, why they operate, how to receive a gift, how to understand whether we are operating in the gift or whether we're just operating in our own flesh and our own thoughts. So with all that, we're going to continue on a series of teaching dealing with miracle gifts. In my previous podcast, number 138, the title was, Why Should We Seek the Miracle Gifts? I hope that you tuned into that and listened to it because I believe it'll be a blessing and it kind of lays a foundation for today's podcast, which is entitled, The Purpose of Miracle Gifts in Your Life. So before we get into it, let's pray and seek for the guidance and the direction of the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you once again for the opportunity to bring this teaching at this time to those who are listening in. I pray that you would anoint it, that you would bless it, that you would help me to cover the areas that I've prepared and studied and worked on. pray that you'd bring your scriptures, Father, alive with the power of the Holy Spirit, that people will receive the teaching from your scriptures that will use today. I thank you, God, for what you've done in the past and the teachings on the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and now the miracles. And I believe that this is going to be a very special lesson, but it'll only be that way if the Holy Spirit comes in, moves in, and takes over. So now I want to step back and invite the Holy Spirit to intervene, to take control of my thoughts, my mind, my words, and to bless those who are listening today. I believe great things can happen and miracles can take place. I know they will, I should say, when the Holy Spirit guides us and directs us and leads us into a deeper teaching of the miracle gifts of the Spirit. I thank you for the great results we're going to have and I'll give you praise for it in advance. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Today we're going to get into the purpose of miracle gifts in your life. So get ready, receive what the Holy Spirit has for you. The miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit have a divine purpose. They are special skills given by the Holy Spirit to believers in Jesus Christ. Now these gifts benefit all Christians so that they will be able to help others and be a blessing to others. They are gifts for service to God. Have you ever thought about the miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit being a gift so that we can serve God even better and greater than we do now? Well, that's what it is. Because when we operate in the gifts, we're basically operating under the the divine will of God. And He's going to bless it, and then we'll be a blessing to His kingdom. See, during these podcasts, we're going to discuss a lot of the following gifts. We'll probably get into all of them, but I don't know if we can get into all of them. And I have a comment about that in just a moment about how many gifts really are there. Some people say there's seven, some say there's 11, some say 13, and various things. But we'll get into that in just a moment. But we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit that are found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Now, Paul is teaching, once again, to the church in Corinth, and it's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. He starts right off with that. He tells us that we're to serve other people because of the gifts, not to serve ourselves or not to puff ourselves up or not to feel good about ourselves, but we're receiving these gifts so that we can be of service and a blessing to each other. Verse 8 says, To one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another and to 
someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. Verse 10, he gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Now, does that mean we're not allowed to ask? Some people say, well, if he knows what we're supposed to have, then can we ask? And of course we need to ask. We need to seek God. And the Bible tells us to seek him, seek his face. It says that we should then listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit and seek him. And I believe we can ask for these gifts because we should desire them in our life, not so that we'll appear to be a greater Christian or a stronger Christian, but so that we'll be able to reach out and help other people who have great needs. Because remember, all of these gifts are miracles. Every single one of these, many, many more we'll talk about our miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it says here, he alone decides which gift each person should have. So if someone's trying to tell you that you can demand or order the Spirit to do something, they're wrong. You cannot order the Spirit because when you're trying to order the Spirit, you're basically trying to honor God because God the Father, God the Son are all one. We serve one God, one power working in three persons. So with that, let's move on now and for today's talk on the gifts of the Spirit. Before we get into a specific gift, we must understand the purpose that we have for these gifts. Then we must understand God's purpose for the miracle gifts to operate in our life. Now, the primary purpose of the miracle gift are the spiritual miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit are to build up, to encourage, and to comfort the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some believe the Apostle Paul did not list all of the gifts. There are those who believe that God has provided as many spiritual gifts as his followers might need. Now that sounds pretty interesting, doesn't it? Could it be there's only 7 or 10 or 11 or 13? Or could it be that today some 8 or 9 billion people who live on planet Earth may have more than just those needs? and I believe they do, and I believe therefore God will send forth a blessing to help them in the time of their need. So let me address now the purpose of the gifts. First, think about why we give a gift to someone. Well, I believe it's because we care for them. We have a desire to bless them. We might even have a desire to see the smile on their face or their eyes kind of brighten up as you give a gift. I know when my wife and I were dating and I would surprise her with a little gift of some type, she'd just get a big smile on her face and a big grin and she'd give me a hug and might even get a kiss. But you know, it was wonderful to see how she received the gift and what a blessing that I received when my wife now is happy about something I've given her or our children or our grandchildren when we give them a gift and they kind of leap with joy and run around the room and get so excited. That's quite a, a lot of fun and I know that's how God looks at his people because we are his children. Now because we have a relationship with a person, we want to bless them and we might want to give them a gift. Now that is how our God feels because of the relationship that we have with him. When we give a gift, it is an outward expression of our desire to bless someone, or in this case, to bless God. You know, as a child, I wanted to receive gifts. When I was a little kid, I was a greedy little kid. I always wanted to get, 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 to receive, to receive, to receive. I didn't share very well. I was not a kid who wanted to go out and buy things for other people. And I was pretty, pretty stingy little kid, probably until I got to be about 10 or 12 years of age. Now, I kind of grew up a little bit. And then later on, when I matured a little bit, I started to see the joy of giving to someone else. The joy of a gift many times is twofold. 
twofold, the receiver and then the giver also. It's a great thing to give a gift to someone. Now, I always love to see what the scriptures have to say about every aspect of life and how God wants to bless us and how he wants to give us gifts. As I read some scriptures to you, you might be able to see some gifts that are in operation from God that may not be numbered in the ones that Paul listed there. Now, I know they may be topics that cover everything, and there may be the, the top 10 or the top 7 or what it might be. But in reality, could there be other gifts that God wants to give his people? So let's look to his scriptures. That's always a plus best place to go when you're looking for wisdom, guidance, and direction. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 in the New Living Translation. Here's Paul speaking to the people in Ephesus and telling them about God's goodness, his love, and how much he wants to bless his people. It's Ephesians chapter 2 and it's verse number 8. God saved you by his grace when you believe and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? So could that, that is obviously, not could it be, but is obviously a miracle gift from God that we are saved and saved by grace in our confession of our sins and acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Now let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 10 in the New Living Translation. Once again, we see God is such a giver. Verse 10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all your strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Here we go. Here's more gifts from God, the blessings of God when we're speaking, when we're helping others, when we're ministering to other people. He even gives us the help to have the strength that we need, which is a miracle gift from God, to refresh us and give us the strength that we need to be a blessing from the gift he gives to us to be a blessing to someone else. I'm going to read from Romans chapter 12 and verse 6, probably read a couple of verses after that, but I just want to look at you at the unlimited number of gifts that God has for his people. It says here in Romans chapter 12 verse 6, I'm once again reading in the New Living Translation, in his grace God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Verse 7, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is in giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift from showing kindness to others, then do it gladly. Wow. You know, and then of course there's a warning at the end of this. I should probably read that. Verse 9, it says, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. You see, the instructions here that we're receiving from Paul to the Romans is he's telling us that God's got a lot of gift for us, but when we are given a gift from God, do it well. Do it to the best of our ability, and when we run out of our ability, then God will bring in more ability for us. You know, I'm really enjoying reading about all these gifts that God has for us. I hope that you're claiming these gifts in your life and in the lives of others. So let's go to Ephesians now. Paul is once again talking to the church in Ephesus, and he's telling them how to live a good quality Christian life, how to live a life filled with joy, and how to bless others, and how to receive the gifts of the Spirit, and how to operate in them. And then he says here in Ephesians chapter 4, in the New Living Translation, I'm going to start at verse 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults, because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, 
one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father, who is over all and in all and living through all. (laughs) I'm getting blessed just reading this. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Now, what do you think that special gift might be? Well, I believe from my research, it's grace. Translation I have and other translations refer to the special gift that we have is the gift of grace because that's the grace that God has given us. When God gives us grace for our salvation, he gives us grace to be forgiven from our sins and not condemn us for our sins. When God gives us a new life and a new hope and creates in us a new reason to live and a new purpose in our life and what he has designed for us comes to reality in our life, he's giving us an overabundance of blessing of grace grace that he has. He has all the grace that we will ever need and that the entire world will ever need. And so he's telling us to use that special gift of grace because it was a generous gift from Christ. Christ sacrificed his life for us and through God's grace we are saved. Now some people think that grace can get a little sloppy. They call it sloppy grace or easy grace and that's saying that people should not be held accountable for their sins and what they've done wrong. If a person thinks that grace is taught too often too much, then they might want to realize that God talks about grace all the time through the Word of God. He also talks about judgment, and he also talks about praying for forgiveness and asking for forgiveness and repenting of our sins and turning our life around and being saved through grace. So it's important to understand that grace is something that God can give, and because he gives it to us, we should give it to others. See, before Paul writes about the generous gift of grace, he says here that we should be binding ourselves together with peace and that we shouldn't find each other's faults because we should allow our love for each other to oversee that. That doesn't mean that if somebody goes out and robs a bank and just pat them on the back and say, oh, that's good. You're just fine. No, I believe if you rob a bank and you get caught and the law says that you should go to jail, then you should go to jail. But I believe those believers who love Jesus Christ should go to that jail and visit that man who's committed the sin of bank robbery and visit with him and be sure he's right with Christ. And if he if he's fallen away from God, then he can recommit his life and ask for forgiveness and receive the assurance that God has forgiven him. We should show love to people and extend ourselves to people and forgive people and help them to receive the grace that God has. And then when they receive that grace, we've got to believe that that grace will be manifested over to other people. It is a miracle gift of grace that God gives us. And sometimes it takes a miracle for people to give grace to someone else. Now let me talk about that for a second. A lot of folks have a problem with forgiving other people for what people have done to them. And I have a little philosophy on that. When people have offended me or tried to offend me, I don't believe that I'm offended because I'm not going to receive that. But when people try to offend me and they try to get on my case, so to speak, make my life miserable, I don't accept it. I just rebuke it in Jesus' name. I said, I don't, I'm not receiving that. But when I need to be sure that I'm recovered from it totally, I start praying for that person every day. I mean, literally every day. And many times I've prayed for people for years. Matter of fact, there's been a few people that I've prayed for for a few decades because of a business situation where they came after me, they were going to sue me, and they gave me all kinds of trouble, and it all got cleaned and settled up. But I wanted to be sure that I was free of that. I can give you an example. Let me give you an amazing example of God's grace that the Lord wanted me to have in my heart for other people. There was a man I built a home for, and he gave me the most difficult time you could ever give a builder. He was just a terrible person, made my life extremely miserable. Him and his wife were just constantly on me about everything in the world. And fortunately, I only had a few people like that in all the years of building homes. 
homes. But anyways, he kept coming after me and coming after. And when we finished the house and we, he had his, I guess we had an inspection. He had his attorney there. He had a builder with him. He had an engineer with him. He had an architect with him. And he was going to find all these faults. They couldn't find anything wrong with the house except one thing. When they measured it, it was approximately three quarters of an inch shorter than what the plan said. Well, in Arizona, you can have a little variance of a year, an inch in some cases or up to two inches in certain conditions of measurements and not be held responsible for making that because we don't work in perfection. But anyways, the house was three quarters of an inch too short for him. And he wanted to sue me and have me tear the roof off and put a new roof on. It was just terrible. So I just prayed and prayed and finally it went away and we shook hands and he went his way and I went my way and no lawsuits or anything. But I could tell that he was still angry with me. I didn't know what else I could do. And so I went out there and worked with an architect and put another cap piece on top of that piece and raised the roof about an inch and a half when you would measure it there. And basically it was an inexpensive way to correct and it kind of made him happy and we kind of moved on with our business. Well, I started praying for this guy and I prayed for him for, and I'm not exaggerating, over 20 years. And I kept saying, Lord, when should I stop praying for him? But he was always in my prayers. I had to bring up his name and say, Lord, bless him. And I did for years. Bible tells for pray for those who persecute you, pray for those who despitefully use you, and pray for those who come up against you. So that he did all those things with me. So I just prayed for him. I didn't get any bad calls or letters from him. And we basically were at peace with each other. But I had to be sure that I was giving the right grace. So about 20 years went by and I was in a, at a dinner one night. And at the end of this dinner, I pushed my chair back and my chair banged into the back of another chair. Well, you guessed it. He was sitting in that chair. And so he stood up and I thought, oh boy, here we go. And he looked at me and he said, oh, David Friend, he said, I've been wanting to introduce you to some of my friends. And I went, okay. And he says, this is David Friend. He built my beautiful home. He built the home that we just love. We bought it years ago and it's just been such a blessing for us. And he's the greatest home builder. And he went on and on and on about how wonderful I was. And all these people were saying, yeah, all he ever does is brag about his house and his builder. And I said, well, thank you. And I won't give you his name, but I said, thank you. And we went our ways, shook hands and went our ways. And that night in prayer, I said, Lord, should I continue? to pray or what should I do? And the Holy Spirit said, no, you no longer have to pray for him. It's fine. Everything is at peace. And now don't worry about it and move on. You know, there've been other people I've prayed for long periods of time and I won't bore you with those stories. But every single one of those at one time or another, I'll run into those people. It might be years later just to be sure that they're okay. Maybe it be somebody in church or a builder I worked with or a contractor I worked with or a banker that I worked with. But sooner or later, the Lord will give me an opportunity to meet that person and be sure that everything is fine. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt when I go to heaven that I've left this earth and I don't have any enemies, any bitterness, any hatred towards me and that I've been at peace. Because the Bible tells me as much as it depends with you, be at peace with everyone. So God's grace was given to me as a gift and I want to pass that grace on to others. It works in my life. I hope it'll work for you in your life. Oh, I don't hope. I know it will. Let me give you one more scripture talking about the gifts God leaves us with. And one of the greatest gifts that we can receive, and it's one that you may not even thought about, but this is a miracle gift that can come only from God. And it's found in the book of John, chapter 14. John is talking in here in this chapter about the gift of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit will come to us. But that's not the gift I want to talk about right now. I want to go specifically to a verse in John, chapter 14 and verse 27. These are the words of Jesus. He's talking to his disciples. He's telling them that he's moving, he's leaving on and he's getting a place ready for them and all that, but something that jumped out at me that I thought I should share with you. He says in John 
chapter 14 and verse 27 in the New Living Translation. These are the words of Jesus. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Wow. (laughs) I tell you what, I can jump all over that one because if there's one thing that I ask people constantly for is, are they at peace about something? Are they having a problem having peace? And they struggle with that. People struggle with peace. If I've been preaching a sermon, at the end of the sermon, I'll ask people to close their eyes and bow their heads as I ask people to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But before I ask them to do that, with their eyes closed, I ask them, could you raise your hand if you're struggling with having peace in your life, in your heart? Maybe someone's hurt you. Maybe you're in the midst of a physical problem, financial problem, a marital issue, whatever it might be. But you're going through some stuff and you just don't have peace. And you want God to come in. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. Sometimes half the congregation, you'll have a thousand people out there and 500 people will raise their hands. They want prayer for peace. It's one of the greatest needs that we have. So just before Jesus left the disciples, he said, I'm leaving with you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And then he goes on and says something that's so wonderful and it's a miracle gift from God. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I can tell you right now, there's some of you who might need that peace. And I think I want to pray for you. If you're struggling with peace, there's something of someone's hurt you or offended you. Maybe you're struggling with a parent that raised you poorly, or maybe you've had a son or a daughter who's a prodigal who's given you a lot of grief in your life, or a boss that's been terrible to deal with, whatever it might be. I believe that the Holy Spirit can give you that gift of peace. It's a miracle spiritual gift of peace. Now, I know it's not the particular seven gifts of the Spirit or whatever that we'll get into over the next several podcasts. I'm going to talk about all of them, but I want to talk about this one right now because I believe there's people out there that need to hear and need to understand that God loves them and God has grace for them and God wants to give them peace. So Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for you to give peace, that miracle gift that only you can give, that it'll fill their hearts with love and forgiveness, Father. They'll have a wonderful peace in their life and their thoughts and their thinking process in what they do each and every day. And they'll have the peace of God, as the Bible says, that passes all understanding and it will guard their hearts and guard their minds in Christ Jesus. I thank you for it in advance and I'll give you praise for it now in Jesus name I pray. Amen. I'm going to have to wrap up this particular teaching because I've got more material than I've got time to to get into this. So let me just share a thought with you. The purpose of the miracle gifts show me that we are operating in the power of the Holy Spirit and not in our power. God's purpose in giving miracle gifts is to prove of his divinity, that he's divine, he's all-powerful. When the miracle gifts are poured into our life, we move into a greater understanding of who God is. We must always focus on God's purpose for the miracle gifts and be sure that our purpose lines up with his purpose. Then we will discover the purpose we have to live in the miracle gifts of the Spirit. I'm sure there are many out there who have never experienced some of these miracle gifts. Maybe you've never prayed in tongues or interpreted tongues or never had these gifts. And I believe there are many more who have experienced these gifts and are operating within them. Now, all of you who are already filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe we're going to receive a greater portion. And for those who are not operating in the gifts of the Spirit, I believe you're ready to receive and understand your purpose for receiving them. If you already have experienced the miracle gifts of the Spirit, you are ready to receive a double, triple, or unlimited filling of these gifts. It is important that I stress the miracle gifts are not just for super Christians, if you will, whatever that might be. Our God wants you to operate in the miracle gifts. In addition, we must never think that the miracle gifts are 
only handed out to prophets or pastors or evangelists or worship leaders. I'm going to tell you right now, these gifts are for everyone in the body of Christ. And as we read earlier today, the Holy Spirit is the one who decides who gets what gifts. And we need to seek these gifts. We need to desire these gifts. So with that, I hope this has been a teaching that has blessed you today. And I want you to stay with me on this because we're going to continue on our teachings on the miracle gifts of the Spirit. Starting with the next podcast, we're going to take on some of the specific spiritual gifts, or some people refer to them as the power gifts, and I'll explain that in the next podcast. So I'm excited about it. So in quick review, the Holy Spirit hands out gifts. One of the greatest gifts that we'll ever receive is the gift of grace, and we should pass that gift of grace on to others throughout our life. In addition to that, the gifts of the Spirit are not just for people who are powerful or overcoming great leaders, that type of thing. They're for everyone. God wants us to operate in the Spirit. I can remember one of the early gifts that I received. I had just become a Christian, probably only for a couple of months, brand new to the faith. I was 25 years of age, and the Lord gave me the gift of understanding who needed a healing and understanding what disease was in an individual's body. And I prayed for that person, didn't know them. It was a little child. And I asked permission from the father and we prayed. And that little child's kidneys were healed and restored. And that gift has been one of the greatest experiences that I had in my life as far as understanding the gifts of the Spirit. And it started very early in my life. So God's gifts are for you. He has them ready for you. He's ready, willing, and able to pour out a blessing and to release his miracle gifts to all those who believe and seek him. So with that, I'm going to pray that God will bless you and help you in your desire for seeking out and receiving the miracle gifts. Father, this lesson was, I believe, led by the Holy Spirit because it didn't come out the way I laid it out. It came out the way I believe you intended. So I pray that you would now bless those who are listening in. I pray that those who are seeking the gifts of the Spirit, that you will pour out a blessing for them. Now that they understand the purpose and now that they understand what the miracle gifts are and how they operate, and we can't explain or teach on all the gifts because it's just unlimited, the number of gifts that come forth. God, they're ready to receive. And so I pray now that you would bless them and the Holy Spirit would come down and fill them. There would be an anointing that would come on people to become witnesses to you, Lord. There'd be a people who will come down with an anointing, Father, to pray for the sick and to visit the shut-ins and to help those who are hurting, to reach out to people, that there'll be people today who receive the gifts of serving, the gifts of giving, the gifts of blessing others financially, the blessings of serving other people and the down and outers. I pray that people then will operate in their gifts, Father, and that those who have a misunderstanding of what gifts are in their life, that you'd reveal it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now bless them, Father, and keep them. And I pray that your Spirit will be poured out upon them, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I hope this has been a blessing to you as we continue to talk about the miracle gifts of the Spirit. So we're going to be getting into now what they call the power gifts of the Spirit. We'll be taking that up next week in the next podcast. And so let me just tell you the ones we'll call cover so many of you understand and many of you already understand what the power gifts are. But in case you don't, we're going to talk about prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gifts of healing, interpretation of tongues, miracle of gifts, and discerning of spirits. So with all those, we'll talk about tongues, interpretation, all those things. So we're going to be covering a lot of ground, so we won't get it all done in one podcast. It'll be several that we'll need in order to cover all of them. So I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that you'll talk to your neighbors and friends and tell them we're going to be talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Maybe they've had questions about it, or maybe they used to operate in those gifts and have kind of discontinued and not let that happen. Because I've seen that happen a lot 
lot of people's lives. They'll get filled with the Holy Spirit. They'll pray in their prayer language, or they'll get interpretation of tongues, or they'll have prophecy in their life. And it's just wonderful to see it. And then all of a sudden, they just kind of get cold to it, get turned off. They go to a church that's not interested in that, doesn't want that taking place in their church or in their Bible studies or in their home studies. And it makes it difficult for people to maintain that. So if you want a refreshment course, or want to see those gifts come back in your life, I believe God's got a plan for you. And I believe he can touch you as you listen to these podcasts. So I'm excited and hope that you'll be with us on our next upcoming podcast on the power gifts of the Spirit. Now, if you'd like to get more information about the teachings that I have, because Quality Christian Living covers a lot of topics, a lot of areas, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you can find a link to all the materials, the books that I've written that'll help you live a quality Christian life. There's a book on faith entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. That's really the basis of calling forth those things that are not as though that they are. In addition to that, I've written a book on generosity, talking about giving our finances. It's entitled Generosity, What's in It for Me? Now that might bother some people because you shouldn't be looking for what's in it for you, but there's an interesting teaching there that'll help you understand the power of generosity and the power that'll come back on you and bless you. In addition to that, I've written a book on finance, how to receive debt-free living. I call it Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. And I think it'll be a blessing to you because, you know, I was a banker for some 18 years. And during that time, I taught at six different community colleges on a part-time basis in those schools in the evenings in order to help people understand how to get out of debt and understand how to work with a bank and operate your finances. In addition to that, I've written a couple books on Vietnam and PTSD and various issues I think that might be a blessing. Also on my webpage, you'll be able to find references to the podcast that I've done here on cpnshows.com. And so you can look up the 139 of them that are now on there. And they talk about the issues of prosperity and how to have faith to believe and how to experience the joy of the Lord and just a plethora of topics that I believe will be a blessing to you. And I thank the Lord for this opportunity in these podcasts to speak on the subject of quality Christian living. And specifically now we've been on the gifts of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit and the miracles and faith and miracles. Matter of fact, I'm writing a new book in the middle of it right now entitled Faith for Miracles, one that is being birthed from part of the series that I'm teaching here on this podcast series. In addition to that, you can subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I want to encourage you now to listen in the next podcast as we talk about the power gifts of the Spirit. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Our next episode, I believe, is going to be inspiring because I I tell you, I'm getting so excited about it right now. The Holy Spirit's giving me so many ideas and things to talk about and how to share thoughts. So I'm looking forward to it. So until next time, let me just say, may the Lord richly bless you and may you receive the miracle gifts of the Spirit. God bless you all.